I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Something shiny and new is winding its way through the streets of Jerusalem. It's the first commuter light rail in Israel. It was designed to give Jerusalem's public transportation a much-needed upgrade. But the commuter rail charges right through the city's sensitive geopolitics, and it's upsetting locals for all kinds of reasons. Reporter Daniel Estrin took a ride across town. You could call it the streetcar that few desire. But Jerusalem's new light rail does give the city a fresh look. I sat at one of the stops and watched the trains go by with Nadav Meroz, director of the planning team. First of all, it is very beautiful system, very delicate. It has a very modern shape and the color of uh, silver. When it moves just near the old city walls, you can see the history of Jerusalem near the newest system in the world. You can see modern against uh, oldness. Israel decided to build the rail back in the late 1990s. The goal was to provide better public transportation for the people who most rely on it. Jerusalem is one of Israel's poorest cities, and many people here can't afford cars. But in the year 2000, just as the plan was getting off the ground, the Intifada, the second Palestinian uprising, erupted. Suicide bombers started blowing up buses in the city. Only in 2007, after the bombings had mostly stopped, did engineers break ground. Construction did not go smoothly. The cement cracked, the tracks were installed backwards, roads were clogged, Jerusalemites were mad. Finally, 11 years after the plans were first approved and about a billion and a half dollars later, the light rail made its maiden voyage. It's been operating for many months now to mixed results. It's not very pleasant to drive here. I met David Felber on his early morning commute to work. He boards the train near his house in an area Israel annexed after the 1967 Mideast War. I live in Pisgadzeh, which is the biggest neighborhood in Jerusalem and maybe in the entire country. But we live in, in near uh, Arab uh, neighborhoods, uh, just like Bet Hanina, which we are passing right now. Israeli buses stopped going through here in the 80s when the first Palestinian uprising broke out and Israeli passengers were pelted with rocks and Molotov cocktails. A new highway was built so Israelis could completely bypass Arab neighborhoods on their way downtown. But now they have no choice. The light rail takes them right through. People dress like Arabs, people feel like Arabs, people behave. So some of them are very friendly and some are not. And the You don't want to find those which are not. Earlier this year, a young Israeli soldier was stabbed by a Palestinian on the train. Police have also arrested Israelis accused of attacking Palestinian riders. The train also sparked an international uproar because it winds through disputed parts of Jerusalem, which the Palestinians want for their future state. A French company backed out of the project because of a Palestinian lawsuit. The UN Human Rights Council spoke out against the light rail, too. The planners insist there's nothing political about the tram. They say they routed it through populous neighborhoods to maximize the number of passengers who'd ride it. I went to a large mosque right across from a train stop in an Arab neighborhood in East Jerusalem. After prayers, I spoke with Jamal Abu Khder, a teacher and father of three. I told him about the Israeli man I'd met on the train the day before and how we got jittery when the train passed through Arab parts of town. Well, I mean, I understand his fear. 
that's unfortunately the, the fault of uh, some people that have taken the politics into killing people that are innocent on buses. These people that have done that are sick people. We're not, we're not those people. I take the train back to West Jerusalem, near the outdoor vegetable market. Devora Avidan works near the market at a community center. She's a resident historian of sorts, collecting old photos of Jerusalem from the 1800s. She does a lot of thinking about the city. Jerusalem's mentality, it's more suited to horse and buggies, not a light rail. Jerusalem is like French cheese. French cheese has mold, and that's what gives it its quality. The same in Jerusalem. It's a kind of mold here that makes this city special. Modernity isn't exactly built for it. There's something nice about something that's old. Yes, old is nice, but new can be nice too. Take the train. The seats are comfy. The facades of the buildings next to the tracks have been cleaned. There are cafe tables lined up along the road where the train passes. Sure, the light rail is still a pain. The ticketing machines rarely work, and passengers complain that transit police hand out unfair fines. And when a train arrives after a long delay, which happens a lot, everyone piles in. And then the passengers start to complain that they're packing us in here like sardines. Some months ago, I got on a crowded train. And a young, ultra-Orthodox Jewish woman pushed her way inside with a large stroller. She picked up her baby from the carriage and handed it over to a complete stranger, some guy in his late 20s who hadn't shaved in a few days. Then the mother tried to collapse the stroller. She couldn't figure out how to do it. Everyone around her pitched in. No, fold it this way. There's got to be a lever here somewhere. And all the while, the stranger was holding the baby and just staring at it with the biggest grin. And I thought, this is Jerusalem. It's brash and opinionated and tense, and it's filled with lots of people who don't like each other. But there's something comforting knowing that everyone's squeezed in this same train car. And when times are tense, a complete stranger could hand you her baby. And for a few precious moments, it seems like everyone's in this together. For The World, I'm Daniel Estrin in Jerusalem. There's an extended version of this report on the podcast of Tablet Magazine. You can find a link and a video of the spanking new light rail at theworld.org.